This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 15th of August in your Squiz today. An attack on author Salman Rushdie. Shots at Canberra Airport. Petrol prices jump in Bangladesh. And the risk of thinking too hard. This is your Squiz today. Salman Rushdie, the Booker Prize-winning author, was stabbed while on stage at an event in New York State on Friday. The 75-year-old is in a critical condition, Claire, with a man called Haiti Matar arrested over the attack. Yes, Rushdie yesterday was taken off a ventilator and he's able to talk again. His agent says that it's likely that he'll lose an eye. Uh, Also, he sustained nerve damage in one arm and there's damage to his liver. Uh, He was stabbed around 10 10 times uh, in the face, the neck and the abdomen. Rushdie was set to give an address in New York State. It was about the importance of America's uh, giving asylum to exiled writers. That, of course, is a very sensitive topic to those who don't like Rushdie very much. Uh, what they're saying about Matar uh, is that he's from New Jersey, uh, that he was originally from Lebanon. He's quite a young man in his 20s uh, and he's the one that they have hurled. He's pleaded not guilty uh, to charges of attempted murder and assault and he remains in custody. Claire, for those not familiar though with Rushdie's life and work, he is a man with a bounty on his head. Yeah, he really is and he is an acclaimed author. He has won all of the world's top literary prizes. Uh, It was his second novel that saw him win the 1981 Booker Prize but the fourth novel that he wrote that really changed his life, that was called The Satanic Verses. It's a surrealist novel inspired by the life of the Islamic prophet Muhammad. What some of the Muslim faith say is that it was blasphemous uh, and there were real consequences. Um, The book was banned in many countries, many Muslim countries. There were book-burning protests and riots when it came out in 1988. Most significantly, though, was that Iran's supreme leader, the Ayatollah Khomeini, at that time issued a fatwa uh, calling for Rushdie assassination. That put Rushdie into hiding. Uh, There were many people associated with him who were targeted. Uh, In more recent years, Rushdie has enjoyed some more freedoms, uh, but clearly those threats to his life never went away. The news of the attack has shocked the world, drawing comments from the likes of UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez and US President Joe Biden. Biden has praised him for his refusal to be intimidated or silenced. There's been no official reaction from Iran but some hardline newspapers have praised the attacker. Back home, Canberra was in a bit of chaos for a few hours yesterday afternoon with a gunman firing shots in the check-in area. No one was injured, Claire. No, what police said yesterday was that no shots were aimed at travellers or staff. Uh, They have arrested a man and a firearm was seized. There are about five shots all up, fired into the glass, and there were some pictures around yesterday of the shattered glass uh, after that event. Uh, All flights were shut down for about three hours. It happened at about 1.30 yesterday. It was a particularly busy time at the airport. Uh, On a Sunday, Arvo, in Canberra, there's lots of people coming home 
to Canberra. Uh, also people getting into town for meetings and for their work because, of course, there's a lot of people who come in and out of Canberra for work. Uh, and also this weekend there was a big writers' festival, so that saw a lot of people coming and going as well. So a lot of people inconvenienced, but luckily they were all safe. The police say they believe the man acted alone and there's no ongoing threat to the community. No known motive has been discovered either. Over to Bangladesh, where petrol prices have jumped over 52% in the space of a week. Protests are starting, Claire. It's a situation that's beginning to look very similar to what we've seen recently in Sri Lanka. Yep, of course, we talked a lot about that in recent weeks, as squizzes will remember. Mm-hmm. Of course, what happened with Sri Lanka were bad government policies, uh, also their foreign reserves getting whittled and whittled down, and eventually they didn't have money to pay for things like petrol uh, and all also all the imports that they needed for food and medicine. Uh, What the experts are saying is that Bangladesh could be on that track uh, with those energy prices going up. So petrol and diesel and kerosene, there are millions of people uh, who rely on that for their livelihood. Uh, So there's a real worry about what might happen. Uh, Also, those protests uh, that we saw in Sri Lanka are starting to kick off in earnest. Yeah, reports say that anger and frustration there is growing. To Afghanistan now, today marks one whole year since the fall of Kabul to the Taliban. What followed was the collapse of the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan under President Ashraf Ghani and the reinstatement of the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan under the Taliban's control. There's going to be plenty said today, Claire, on the changes that a year has brought. Yeah, and I reckon we might even be talking about it tomorrow because, of course, it was such a momentous event, so there'll be a lot said about it today. Uh, What we know is that hundreds of thousands of Afghans fled uh, after the Taliban came back to power. Uh, That included more than 122,000 people who were airlifted out by the United States, uh, Australia and many other nations. They, of course, were trying to protect those Afghans who had helped Western forces in the previous 20 years. Uh, As for life now, the experts say that there's been some improvements on uh, things like corruption and also widespread fighting has stopped. Of course, the Taliban was responsible for a lot of that. And that has seen some rebuilding commence. Uh, But the United Nations says that almost every Afghan is living below the poverty line. As for the plight of women, which is something that many in the international community have been watching closely, any rights they had have been stripped from them. There's likely to be plenty more said on the topic today. And we'll be taking a closer look at Afghanistan a year on in our Shortcuts podcast episode this week. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. 
Earlier this year, Australian researchers declared that a wreck in Newport Harbour in the US was the ship Endeavour, the ship that Captain James Cook sailed on to become the first European to land on Australia's east coast. While that claim is still being debated, there's another issue going on, Claire. The wreck is being eaten away. That's what a new report says. There's these things called sea worms. They're basically termites of the sea. And there's been some analysis of what's happening around that wreckage. They're very concerned that these sea worms are really getting into the timber that's left. Uh, They say that it resembles something like honeycomb and that's a real issue, of course, for those who are really trying to make sure uh, that if it is the endeavour, that those who are in charge of that site really do their best to preserve it. As you say, if it is the endeavour, the Americans in charge of the 22-year-long search for the ship haven't backed that claim that it actually is the endeavour. They call it premature. A bit of drama under the the seas, not really on the high seas, is it, Claire, <laughs> if it's that far under? <laughs> Drama nonetheless. <laughs> if you've ever wondered how sitting at a desk all day working can be just so tiring, I know I have, you might be thinking too hard. Science says so. Oh, Larissa, I'm invigorated every day that I go to work <laughs> and put my head down. I don't know about being exhausted. It just charges my batteries. <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> but what, um, what a new study says is that if you are really concentrating hard on something and working really hard that's challenging your mind to get around it all, uh, what's actually happening? is that there's a build-up of a chemical called glutamate uh, and that actually brings on cognitive fatigue. It's kind of like a motor running too fast. Mm. What it does is it slows us down and what the researchers say is it actually protects our brain. Pretty clever little feedback system there. So if 3.30-itis hits you today and you're feeling a little tired, maybe you're just thinking all too hard. (laughs) Squiz the day, Claire. What are you taking note of today? Uh, Today is the anniversary of the first rugby test match between New Zealand, the All Blacks, and the Australians, Wallabies. Uh, That was 1903, so I reckon we can expect a bit of an anniversary next year for the centenary. Nearly 100 years of one of sport's greatest rivalries going on there. Uh, For me, it is also an anniversary, but it is the anniversary of the release of the Macarena while I might have loved it when I was 10, I do not love it anymore. Claire, you've been known to call it an atrocity. <laughs> I think I'd have to agree with you now. My instinct to boo it is being reined in. Oh, boo away. I guess unless it's a wedding when it comes out, everyone really does still flock to the dance floor for it. <laughs> That's about all from us today. Have a good Monday. Good luck with your glutamates today. We will be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.